0: On this program, we see the culture of ancient Judah moved toward wickedness and deceit and away from the truth of God's Word. Sound familiar? Let's take a closer look on our Jewish roots. In the 6th
1: century BC, one man stood alone against the pervading wickedness of God's people in the land of Judah. The prophet Jeremiah was chosen by the Lord to warn of pending judgment that would come at the hands of the Babylonians. Visions of an exile left him heartbroken and in tears, but Jeremiah remained faithful to his calling and recorded a message that would speak to generations yet to come. Standing tall with faith in God, he understood better days were coming, and there was hope. Over the
0: horizon. We are so glad you've joined us today. I am David Hart.
2: I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif.
0: So Jeremiah had a good word for the people, and they didn't want to hear what he had to say. Pretty much rejected it.
2: Well, he had a bad word and a good word. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to tear it down before you build it up, and. Uh, he went after the, the bosses in his day. It wasn't pleasant. Yes, We're
3: in the third program in our series on Jeremiah. Can you just review a little bit of the historical context? What's going on in Judah right now? Well,
2: it's been really rocky. You know, uh, there was a, a very wicked king who ruled for a long time, Manasseh. His son Josiah came to power and turned to the Lord. There were some half reforms there. It looked good, but he died early in battle, and it just spiraled downhill. In order to get some stability um, against the apostasy of the day, the, the elites in Judah were turning to foreign powers for help instead of turning to God who brought the kingdom into power in the first place. Ooh, doesn't
3: and, that sound like today?
2: Well, it, Very it's, interesting. It, <laughs> it, it's true, you know, we live in political moments and we exercise our prerogatives to vote. Um, But it's not just making the wrong political decision. There's a spiritual abandonment that Jeremiah takes on. He takes it all on. He pokes him in the eye, and he gets punched around a little bit, eventually Mm -hmm. murdered. Mm -hmm. We're
0: gonna hear so much more from you. Continue what you're talking about right now, but right now, let's hear more about Jeremiah's story.
1: The Lord has repeatedly given warning to Jeremiah of coming judgment upon his people Judah. Jeremiah's scribe, Baruch, has faithfully transcribed the message that tragically has gone unheeded. <laughs> דברי הקזב התפשטו כאש בלתי נשלטת. עמנו דחה את תורת ה' כה אמר ה' עמדו על דרכים וראו ושאלו אולם, עולם איזה דרך הטוב הולכו בה ומצאו מרגוע לנפשכם
4: אם רק היו
1: קוראים את דברי נטיבות אולם, עולם היו מוצאים חוכמה ונחלה אבל הם לא ימצאו הם רומו.
2: Those who read the New Testament come upon Jesus on occasion castigating the elite. We hear language like, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Of course, in their day in antiquity, these were the ones that controlled the public narrative through the written media as the scribe and the Pharisees as the teacher. They're the ones that are interpreting and explaining what's happening in the world. The reason why I mention that here is because here in Jeremiah, the prophet takes on the very same group. For example, in his own language in chapter 8, verse 8, et sheker Sophlim. He speaks of the false or the vain pen of the scribes. Who picks up the pen today? Strikes me as a reasonable question. In answering to it, I can think of those who control social media. I can think of giants who control news media. I can think of the conglomerates that have control over print media. Individuals pick up the quill, and people read it and assume it's true because they pick up the information on a source that they assume to be true. Well, uh, sometimes looks can be deceiving, not just in today's world, but in yesterday's world. Jeremiah spoke in uh, chapter 8, verse 5. He said, That they hold fast to deceit. Can it really be that people are unscrupulous? They're driven by their own agendas and they deceive, but we think they're so very wise. Similarly, looking in the very same chapter, chapter 8, uh, verse 8, he speaks of those chakamim <laughs> anachnu. They say, We are wise. But the truth is, indeed, they are not. And he goes on to speak of the false pen of the scribes. What's driving the media in Jeremiah's day? Well, in verse uh, 10, he speaks of those that are greedy for gain. He speaks of the prophet, and prophets were, in effect, advisors to the king cabinet members, they controlled the political agenda. He speaks of the corruption of the prophets and even the priests, the religious that hop in bed with it. And he says, they, he says, everyone deals falsely. Sadly, and I say this more out of grief than anger, sadly, when I think of his day here, I think of our day here. He sums it up here. He says in verse 11 of the same chapter, they heal the hurt of my people saying, lay more, they say, shalom, shalom, the ain shalom. They say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Translated, you know, everything's really gonna be all right. Because we're the ones in the know. We're smarter than you people. We have the information. See, we're the authorities. Well, uh, that's what they said, but it's not what the Lord says about them. He says in verse nine, and I'm reading, he says, He nay adnoi moosu. He says, They have rejected the word of the Lord, in this case, justice righteousness, and truth. It's driven far from them. It's not in their arena because they're driven principally by greed. What a tough world, and what a tough word that Jeremiah had for that world. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You'll be swept away trouble is coming upon you." He saw that, he gave voice to it, and he saw that and more, however, should they repent? There was hope, yes, even in the lateness of the hour, those that would turn to him, if they only would, could experience some reprieve. But they didn't, and judgment came in their day. May it be different in our day as individuals heed the word of the Lord, do what's right, and by virtue of our so doing, we find hope on the other end of the horizon.
4: (laughs) אדר אדוני יוגלה, כתר המלך ילאכח מרוחה, שארי יהודה יסגרו, אנשי חי ילאכחו בשבי, כח אין נחא, צוואות מהצפון צואדים לקיבונחה, רואי יהודה, קיבש חם ולחו
2: I don't know what comes to mind when you survey your webs of relationships and you come upon someone or some ones who are troublesome for you. They are difficult. They, they seem unbending. You, yourself, you've endeavored to try and ameliorate the situation, you've tried to improve it, but to no avail. It just seems the people are hard, and sometimes people can not just be hard but be wicked hardened in wickedness. I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear that. I know certain people come to my mind when I say that. And the reason why I'm saying it is because Jeremiah gives voice to that and more. And you know what his response is to it? He 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 doesn't rage. He doesn't express anger. There's a deep an abiding sadness in fact in, in chapter 13 verse 17 it says videmoa teedma veterat eni dimor my eyes will weep and run down with tears just sad just really sad he loves people we discover later on In the literature, that uh, even members of his own clan, the world where he he fares from, they turn on him. A lot of people turn on him. They're upset with him because he doesn't have a popular message. He doesn't go with the flow. Sometimes the Lord has us to go against the grain now, doesn't he? A biblical word isn't always a popular word, and sometimes we have to take a deep breath but utter it, difficulties associated with it notwithstanding. And many, I dare say too many, are afraid to do that. Jeremiah had a prophetic voice in a world at the ragged edge of time. The deceit in the culture was ubiquitous. It was everywhere controlling mass media, corporations, leadership, religion, all of it. And he stood alone as a prophetic voice, and what he said came true. He saw it before he said it, and he was grieved in so doing because he saw that their recalcitrance, their refusal to bend, would bear bad fruit at the end of the day and bring down God's judgment upon a nation. The million dollar question is, is this a world not like our very own? Are we today similarly at the threshold of something? Will it be good? Will it be bad? Well, God's people need to keep praying and believe because difficulties aside, because He lives, we can face tomorrow and we can see Hope on the horizon.
0: Our resources this week: we have two ways you or someone you love can learn the New Testament. First, the book Once Through the New Testament, Zola Levitt and Dr. Tom McCall. Created this concise, readable, and clear overview. Or the audio CD, Survey of the New Testament. Here's Zola Levitt's unique point of view from the Gospels to Revelation. Contact us and ask for the book or the CD.
3: For many, a trip to the Holy Land is the dream of a lifetime. Where else can you go see the Scriptures come alive as you visit the sites where so many biblical events happened? We invite you to come on a Zola tour in the spring or the fall as we explore Israel and Petra. Reserve your dream of a lifetime. Contact us for more information. We are a television program. That's probably obvious because you're watching us right now, but we come under a big umbrella that is full of ministry. Something that we put out to the world is we have two monthly periodicals and I just want you to know that we send what's called our Levitt letter. You can subscribe to that. Also, it's very easy. Out to over 1,600 people in prison. So when you send your monthly donations, however large or small it is is pinpointed to reach out to those that are behind bars so as uh, Dr. Seif always says, they can hear the good news through the eyes of the Jews and they get incredible ministry in a periodical because we send it to them free. Your monthly donations help make differences in people's lives all throughout this country. We have, uh, and throughout the world, should I say. We have more to come from Dr. Syphon in just a minute. But first, here's our special guest for the whole series, Dr. Michael Brown. More on Jeremiah.
4: The prophetic calling is a calling to go against the grain. God told Jeremiah, the princes, the kings, the royal authorities, they'll oppose you. The religious leaders, the priests, the prophets, they'll oppose you. The elders, the wise men, they'll oppose you. Your own family will oppose you. Why? Because the nation was going against God, and God called Jeremiah to speak his word to the nation. As followers of Jesus, it's the same for us. We're called to go against the grain. We're called to swim against the tide. Jesus, Yeshua said that if if you love the world and you are of the world, then the world would love you because the world loves its own, but because you're not of the world, but I've called you out of the world, the world will hate you, the way it hated me. I was speaking in India one time to pastors that were going back into an area of heavy persecution. They knew that they might be beaten. They knew that they might even be killed for the faith. And I said to them, this is how the prophets suffered before you. This is what Jesus says in Matthew five, rejoice, your reward is great in heaven because this is how the prophets before you were treated." And those men began to dance and rejoice. Those men who knew they might die for their faith began to dance and rejoice because they had the privilege of being treated the way the prophets were. It's the same with us when we take our stand, when we do what's right against all opposition. God's saying, I'm with you. You're being rejected the way my son was, the way the prophets were. Rejoice. Rejoice.
2: There were lots of problems in the world in Jeremiah's day, and I can see them when I look in the literature. There are lots of the problems in the world today, and I can see them when I look at the world today. The question is, however, are there any solutions midway through this series on Jeremiah, which is a tough series to do? because it is so checkered by denunciation. There's so much of the prophet calling out the elite for their unfaithfulness. There's no way to do justice to Jeremiah's text without that. But while he does that, he doesn't just do that. Midway, I wanna land squarely on what, in effect, was a solution in his own day. And what's similarly a solution in our own day, both to our country, to our households, and our individual lives. And what do I mean by that? Well, in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, here's what the doctor ordered. He said, v'sha'alu, which is ask, "Lintivot." for the paths, olam, that are old. Ask for the old paths. This prophet says the answer is found in yesterday. And what's the old path that he's talking about? He's talking about the biblical way. And he says, as he goes on, margoa l'naf shekim, and you will find Rest for your souls. It's an answer for a culture. It's an answer for a household. It's an answer for an individual. I believe personally, even if the world goes to hell in a handbasket, and I don't believe that necessarily has to happen, though frankly, I'm not a happy camper. As I sit right now, I'm a believer in tomorrow, what God can do as God's people turn to Him. But difficulties in the broader culture aside, individuals can turn to God and it affects their own inner being and it affects their own household in this world. Yes, friend, you are not powerless. If Jeremiah was here today speaking to you, he'd say, There's hope for tomorrow and there's hope for you today. The question is, how do you grab a hold of that hope? Well, he gave the answer to that question now, didn't he? He said, It's in the old way, the Bible's way. I hope you won't, when this program's over, say, that was a nice message you gave. I would rather it be said that I did a reasonable job of giving voice to the message that was already given because therein, people can find healing and hope, and they can embrace tomorrow and find a better world to come as they reach into the future on over the horizon.
0: Jeremiah's story seems to have so many similarities to us today. Would you agree with
2: that? Yes, especially in today's uh, political climate that's characterized by uh, apostasy in so many ways, just an abandonment of the fundamentals that this country was founded upon.
3: Uh, So many people today use the term I wish we could go back to the good old days, you know, especially with what's going on politically and in, in our whole world. And I was thinking about uh, Jeremiah 6, 16, where God says, let's go back to the way we were. So there, God is even saying, let's go back to the good old days. Remember when we walked hand in hand and we had a peaceful relationship. I, I I like that, I like that thought.
2: It's true, that's why it's good to have an open Bible, to to look at the sidewalk, (laughs) to see what those ways Mm -hmm. really are all about. But what's appended to it, by the way, to the statement about uh, going back to the old ways, Mm -hmm. is a promise that says, and you will find rest for your souls. And and isn't that so much what, what we need we're, we're, we're restless. Uh, people are like that, and and, and uh, God says, you know, return to me. Uh, go back to those old ways. Open up a Bible, and 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 you'll find rest for your souls. It's a promise for them. Then it's a promise for us now.
3: When you're teaching your last segment. Uh, we were, think, we were thinking about the song. It goes, "Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above." And I think that's what so many people are searching. You're probably searching for that too right now. Is is peace? We want that that old path that God says. Remember, and I love the the uh, visual of when we walked hand in hand. And that's the only way that peace comes is when we walk that close to
2: Him. It's true, and you know. No one gets a perfect life. I mean, I'm a little disquieted internally now, in part because my wife's in Israel and I'm here, uh, the separation. She's my the tail and my kite in so many ways. Uh, but you can be in an airplane and a pilot, you're going through a storm, uh, but there's certain instruments you focus on, and if you focus on them, it'll get you through it. It can get a little restless on occasion, and the Lord is It says, elsewhere in Scripture will be the stability of our times. Uh, But people need to turn to him and and get their eyes on the instrument, on the right stuff. In Jeremiah's day, they were looking at other stuff. Well, I need this politician. I need this arrangement. Um, Yes, one politician might be better than another. One arrangement could be better than another. Uh, But in conjunction with all that, Jeremiah says we need to get our eyes on the Lord. I was just thinking,
0: Bible stories aren't always that popular, but they have answers at the end of the stories.
2: They surely like do. Yes, like Jeremiah. Mm. Yes, and you know, the, you know, people say with the Bible, the answers at the end of the book, God wins. But it's not just his eventual triumph over human history. God can help us triumph over our own unique story.
3: And I mean, you, said, you said stories, and I'll refer to them as stories also, but I think these were real people, and that's the beauty I think of Jeremiah as he exposes his soul. I mean, he's called the weeping prophet. He had real emotions and real feelings to everything that was going on. He just wasn't a story in an old book. We get to see the insides and see his heart.
2: When you stand up for the Lord, you can get beat around a little bit, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Mm. And uh, the prince of darkness is pretty great, but God is greater. greater. I like that.
3: Good way to end our program. Yes,
0: so much more to come with you. We end our program today. Speaking
2: of peace, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim.
3: Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
0: Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website levitt.com for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you.